Hello, Parkview. Good to see you. My name's Tim. I'm the other Tim, one of the guys that speaks here from time to time. I'm glad y'all are here. And I certainly hope by the time we're done today that you'll be glad you were here as well. Got to start today with a bit of a confession. I've never talked about what we're talking about today. I've, I've been preaching a long time. I've been preaching since I was 19 years old. And I am not a young man. And in all those years I've talked about a whole lot of things. But not this. Uh, in fact it never even dawned on me to talk about what we're talking about today. So just got to be honest with you. When, when I was asked to speak on, uh, on this... My, my first reaction was, uh, I, I was less than thrilled. Um, I, I wasn't sure that I uh, had one on this in me, and uh, uh, so I wasn't thrilled. But maybe that's not just me, because what I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how many people who are in the house today, that when you came into this place and you sat down and you opened up your program, and it said, you know, that today is about beauty and beautiful, that th your first reaction was, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. Anybody? And before you raise your hand, remember where liars go. Anybody? Okay. I'm the only one holding my hand up and that's for demonstration purposes only. So maybe you were... However, I must also confess that as I worked on this more and more, it started doing something to me. It started clicking some things off in me in a good way. And I really hope that by the time that we're done today, there'll be at least one thing that you could say, oh... What do you know? I did need to hear something on beautiful after all. So here we go. It's, it's not exactly an easy thing to talk about because for starters we're all very familiar with that old saying that beauty is in the of the right, the eye of the holder, which of course is saying that beauty is a matter of opinion and that it's relative and that ideas of beauty change. But actually, I'm not so sure about that. I asked our wonderful friends in the PowerPoint area to just put a little something together and uh, take a look at this. There's some things that I, I, I have a hard time believing that, that everybody everywhere wouldn't look at some of those pictures and go, whoa, man, that's, that's beautiful. But whether beauty is relative or not, here, here's some things that, that I believe beauty and beautiful might have to do with your life and uh, my life today. For starters, I really believe that, that, that beauty can draw a person to God. Here's what I mean by that. In, in, in a room full of people like this, there's, there's, there, there's at least some who would say, you know, I've always struggled with believing there's a God. Well, maybe you've wanted to, maybe you didn't want to, I don't know. But as long as you could remember, it was hard for you to believe there really was a God. Somehow it was, it was easier or made more sense to believe that there, that there wasn't. And uh, I can understand that. I mean, if I stood here today before you and said, you know, the idea that everything is just sort of a random amalgamation collection 
coagulation, collision of molecules and particles. If I, if I said that, that, I, that I had never wondered if that were true, I'd, I'd be less than honest. And, I, and I've had my doubts. Um, and maybe you have for your whole life. And maybe you're here today and, it's, and you would just say, well, you know, that's okay for you religious folks, but, but I, 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 I just don't believe in God. Well, first of all, if you're here today and you don't believe in God, first, church, are we glad that somebody's here today who doesn't believe in God? Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. You're in the right place, man. You're in the right place. You are wanted here. Or maybe for you, it's been hard to believe in God lately because stuff just keeps happening. Bad stuff. Painful stuff. Inexplicably difficult stuff. And you're going, how in the world could there be a God when this senseless, painful stuff just keeps happening to me? Well, I, I, I understand something about that too, I think. But here's what I mean that beauty can draw you to God. See, from a philosophical standpoint, people have, have often said that, that, that evil and ugliness are reasons for not believing in God. But do the legwork and you'll find out that, that uh, many very, very intelligent people would tell you that uh, it works the other way around too. That one of the greatest objections to the belief in God may be the presence and existence of evil and ugliness. But one of the greatest objections to believing there's not a God is the existence of beauty. Here's how the Bible puts it. Give it to me from Romans chapter 1 on the screen please. Since the creation of the world... Since the, you know, the, the beginning, since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, the Bible says, His eternal power and His divine qualities, His invisible qualities, His divine nature, they, they've been clearly seen, being understood from what's been made. It's saying from the natural world, and part of that is the beauty of the natural world, that the beauty of the natural world tells you, that tells us if we want to, that, that life is more than just a collection of atoms and molecules and randomness. Beauty can tell you that, that, that God is there. Beauty can lead you to God. One of my, if you're struggling with whether there is a God or not, I would strongly encourage you to read one of my favorite books. There's a book called Simple. Christian by a guy by the name of N.T. Wright and the, the subtitle is Why Christianity Makes Sense and listen what he says about it and I quote the beauty of the natural world is the echo of a voice Christianity says it's the voice of the creator echoing off the mountains murmuring in the sunset crashing in the waves it's his beauty we see reflected in a thousand faces and forms now, I know, I know that doesn't cinch it, but what if, what if, if you're struggling with believing there's a God, what if when you see a landscape that's beautiful or, or hear a piece of music that really moves you or, or, or hear a, 
a human singing voice that, that just does something to you because it's amazingly beautiful. Or maybe you see somebody smile and, and, and it's not that they're good looking per se. It's, it's that their smile just did something to you and you, you met someone and you go, man, that's a beautiful person. And we're not talking like in a romantic sense. We're going like, man, that is just a beautiful, that's a beautiful human being right there. What if, what if that experience right there is a clue? What if that beauty is the echo of a voice? I, I don't know most of y'all, obviously. Um, and I certainly don't know what you believe and don't believe. And I, I, I definitely don't know what you're going through in your life. But is it possible that the reason you're here today, if you struggle with believing there really is a God or not, it was just so, so you could kind of open your heart and your mind to your own personal experience. Not what this author or that author or anybody else is, but your own personal experience that says, man, I've had these times in my life where something just, you know, life is hard and life is ugly sometimes. But, but man, there's been other times where that's just beautiful and it does something to me. How do I explain that? But I have these experiences of beauty in my life. Could it be that you needed to hear a talk on beauty today? Because beauty is the echo of a voice. And it can draw you close to God. See, beauty can lead you to God. But if you're not a person who really struggles with believing in God or not, beauty can also help you... It can help you believe in God, but it can also help you get closer to God. Let me share with you one person's story that I found um, online. On Somebody that's just blogging about this. It, it's out there, public domain. So I, I quote, I was baptized in the Catholic Church, grew up in Catholic Church, got married in Catholic Church. I haven't always been a church every Sunday person, but I've been to a lot of church services over the course of my life. I spent so much time going through the motions and the rituals that I never really understood the Bible or got to know God. Standing, kneeling, and sitting over and over again was distracting me. There is so much that I don't know about God in the Bible. I used to think that getting close to God had to happen between 10 and 12 on Sunday. Now I know that getting closer to God can be done in my own simple way. And one of those simple ways is to intentionally seek beauty. I go to church, but I also intentionally go to a park near my house where there's a quiet pond and a simple bench. I go there not just to relieve some stress and get away from it all. I go there to be closer to God, especially around sunset. As the red and yellow and orange and magenta hues fill the sky, they reflect off the surface of the water. And it's beautiful. And it helps me get out of the complexity of my messed up life and into the simple reality that there is a God who loves me and who makes beautiful things out of oxygen and hydrogen and clouds just for me to enjoy in His presence. I intentionally seek out beauty because I want to get closer to God. See, beauty cannot just help you believe in God. It can also draw you closer to God. Another book I like a whole lot is a book called, a book called Sacred Pathways. And the idea behind the book Sacred Pathways is that we're all not wired up the same. That there's, that there's different ways of getting closer to God. There is only one God and Jesus is His only Son. But there's more, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know why we would want to skin a cat, except that cats are evil. And um, <laughs> um, I'm a dog person. And 
What was I saying? <laughs> um, no, it, what, the Sacred Pathways. Oh yeah, Sacred Pathways. It's this book and it, and it says that there's different pathways to getting closer to God. Not different ways to God, but different pathways to getting closer to God. And, then, and that you have like your own temperament. In fact, this book is used here in our core course, um, After You Believe. How many have been to After You Believe? If you haven't been to After You Believe, you ought to check out After You Believe because you can take this survey to help you identify how God wired you up particularly to get closer to God. And one of the sacred pathways in the book, Sacred Pathways, is what he calls the pathway of the naturalist. Somebody who draws closer to God through nature. The Bible talks about it this way. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. My understanding is that in Hebrew, they're, they're, that the word glory and the word beauty are the same word. So when it says glory, it can also mean beauty. The heavens declare the beauty of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech. Each day pours out speech. The echo of voice. Echo of voice. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. See, beauty can draw you closer to God. Now, I like being out in nature, but to be real candid with you, I don't feel closer to God when I'm out in nature. I usually feel closer to mosquito bites when I'm out in nature. So I intentionally seek out other kinds of beauty to get closer to God. The, one of the sacred pathways for me is art. Sometimes I go down to the Art Institute. How many of y'all have been to the Art Institute downtown Chicago? For those of y'all who haven't ra aren't raising your hand, what is wrong with you? Come on, man. It's an awesome place. Just go there and wander around. It's not that much to get in there. It's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's worth it. I'll pay for it. Go ahead and go. Tell them I sent you. And, but I love... I, I, yeah, they know me down there. Um, at, at, at the Art Institute, there's this one painting that I go to. It's in the Modern Art Wing. And, 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 and here it is. How many have seen this painting before? Leave that painting up there. Yeah, thank you. This is, the, the, if you've not been to the Art Institute, it's actually there. It's hanging on the wall and it's huge. It's like, it's a big old painting. Actually, it doesn't make a sound because if a painting made a sound, that would be really odd. But um, it's this big old painting. And if you look real close, this painting, the reason I'm putting it on the screen right now, is if you look real close, the entire thing's just made out of dots. There's no breath strokes. It's, it's all just dots. Just hundreds and thousands and millions and I don't know how many dots. Just little dots. Pointillism as it's called. It's beautiful. I especially like the monkey in the foreground. It's a monkey made out of dots. And when I see this picture just made out of dots and it's so beautiful, I don't know about you, but my reaction is like one, man, there is a God who made a, 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 a human being who could make something like that out of dots. That blows me away. That makes me go, God, man, God, you got it going on. That's incredible. I don't even know. I think the painting, the, the, uh, the, the painter here is Seurat. I don't even know if Seurat, if, 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 if he believes in God. Or believed in God. I'm sure he's passed by now. But I don't know. But there's still a God who made him. And made him able to make incredible things of beauty. Out of just dots. And I seek out beauty sometimes. To draw me closer to God. So beauty can not only draw you to God. Draw you closer to God. It can help you draw closer to him. And maybe the reason you're here this morning. 
Maybe it's not an accident. Maybe it's because your life is busy and your life is hectic and your life is complicated. And what you need to do this week is, is, is intentionally seek out beauty to let it draw you closer to God. Just a simple practice of seeking out beauty. And, and then when you encounter it, thank God for it. Maybe you're here this morning because your soul feels dry. Just dry as a bone. Parched like the desert. Maybe you feel empty inside and it's been a long time since you felt the presence of God in your life. And maybe, maybe you're here because you need to reconnect and draw closer to Him once more anew. And maybe you can do that intentionally through the simple practice of seeking beauty. Whether it's the beauty of a sunset or the beauty of a painting or the beauty of listening to a beautiful piece of music. If it's beautiful to you, seek it out intentionally this week and, and let, let beauty draw you closer to God. Friends, other than knowing that you're forgiven, there is nothing more important on a daily basis than, than, than connecting in a personal way with your Creator. And beauty can help you do that. Maybe that's what you needed to hear today. But one more. Beauty can draw you close to God. Beauty can, can draw you closer to God. But beauty can also take you to a whole new place with God. Beauty can take you to a whole new place with God. Stick with me. Did you know? Did you know? That according to God. You're beautiful. Now I know the guys are going, that's a weird thing for a dude to say to another dude. But don't get me out. Yeah, but I know guys that say, oh, you know, men, 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 men can't be beautiful. That's not what my wife says. Not about me, obviously, but she, she, she'll like, she'll, what are you laughing at? That was nice. Dang, rough crowd. Um, anyhow, no, but, but she'll, 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 she, she tells me that, that, that men can be beautiful, like, be, like, like beyond handsome. She's, she'll like see a picture of Johnny Depp and she'll go like, whoa, that is a beautiful man. My understanding is, according to women, men can be beautiful. Ladies, is that correct? Okay, okay. However, <laughs> however, I'm still mad at y'all about laughing at me a second ago. But however, I'm not talking to the men in the house about being physically beautiful like Johnny Depp. And I'm also not talking to the women in the house about being physically beautiful by our culture's messed up standards. I'll tell you what. I feel sad for women in our culture. I feel sad because of the ways the messed up world where a woman can't consider herself beautiful unless she has a certain kind of figure or looks a certain kind of way or has a certain kind of teeth or a certain kind of lips or hair or clothes or, and eyes or other body parts that I'm not allowed to say because we're in church. I, I, I have three stepdaughters, 22, 16, and 9. And I love them. And it just... Burns me up. The way they are bombarded every day with the idea that to be beautiful you have to look a certain way or have a certain shape. I found some research online this week that said that 75% of women think they're ugly. 
75% of women think they're ugly? Listen, ladies especially, the Bible says this, Proverbs 31.30, Charm can be deceiving. And beauty, and here in this case, beauty means and physical beauty by cultural standards. And physical beauty by cultural standards fades away. Ladies, listen. If there's some woman and you envy her because she has a certain look or a certain shape, don't. Because even as you speak, even as we speak, she is wrinkling and thickening. And if you happen to be one of those ladies who by cultural standards was given a certain look and a certain shape, that's okay. If you enjoy that, that's fine. But that's okay because the rest of us are wrinkling and thickening even as we speak. If you're a man in the house and you got like, like six-pack abs and, you're, and you do look like Johnny Depp, I, I, I don't envy you because even as I speak, you're wrinkling and thickening. So there. do a whole sermon on this but don't worry I won't but I will say this the idea that if a, that a that a woman is not beautiful unless she looks a certain kind of way that's just messed up truth is though 75% of women think they're ugly 100% of women who think that are wrong and the same goes for men and here's what I mean there's this famous part in the Bible and maybe you've heard this or seen this before. This is from Psalm 139. Psalm 139 says, For you, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully. And the word fearfully there doesn't mean like, ooh, scary. No, it means like awesome. For I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. How many have heard those verses before? Seen those verses before? Sound familiar? Yeah, they're on a lot of refrigerator magnets. But, but in my view, the best part of Psalm 139 is a couple of verses later. And I, and I want this to go on full screen. And I, and I want you to really kind of to, to drink this in today because the first time that somebody ever shared with me what I'm about to share with you, it blew me the heck away. When somebody told me what these verses means, I, 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 I just said, shut the front door. <laughs> Give it to me full screen and let's read this out loud together on three. One, two, three, go. How precious to me are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. Now, now leave those there and look at the screen. Don't look at me. L leave them up there and look. How precious to me are your thoughts about me, God. I can't even count all of your thoughts about me. They, they outnumber the grains of sand. If I, there's, you think about, you have more thoughts about me than there are grains of sand on every beach on all the beaches of the world. And then it says, and when I wake up, you are still with me. Hmm. Go ahead and take it down. When I wake up, you're still with me? What's that saying? Here's what it's saying. You ready? Last night, while you slept, God thought about you the whole time. Last night, while you slumbered, and we're, you know, Unconscious for the most part. God was conscious 
of you. And I don't mean just knowing you were alive or knowing you were there. While you slept, he thought about you the whole time. Did you ever had that experience where you bump into somebody someplace and they say, Oh, funny I should see you. I was just thinking about you. Doesn't that feel good? You can say yes, no, or I don't know. Doesn't that feel good? (laughs) I'm saying yes. In fact, when, when somebody says, Oh, Tim, funny I should see you. I was just thinking about you. I've never once said, Well, stop it. I hate it. I hate that. I don't want them to do thing about me. No, it feels, it feels good. Now listen now. Listen. If God were to appear before you today, if God were to materialize Star Trek style or something right in front of you today, and he were to have a one-on-one, face-to-face, eye-to-eye, knee-to-knee, toe-to-toe conversation with you, he might say a lot of things to you, but he would say one thing to you that would stun you. He would say, while you slept last night, I thought about you the whole time. I can't stop thinking about you. I can't get you out of my mind. Now I know somebody's going, okay, this guy's taking the whole love of God thing a little too far. It's getting kind of weird. I don't buy that. Or maybe you're here and you're going, no, I do not buy that because you don't know what I've done. You don't, you don't know the messed upness in my life. You don't know my sin. And God knows my sin. God knows my messed upness. God knows what I've done. I'm scared of God because of all the things that I've done that were wrong. God knows my sin. Sin's ugly. No way am I beautiful in the eyes of God. If you feel that way, I, I understand. I get that. I feel that way a lot. But in Jesus' name, I'm here to tell you today, if you are in Christ, you are not your sin. You are not your flaws. You are not your fallenness. Because a price has been paid for all of that. There is one who will forgive all that. There is one who will cleanse all of that. There is one that will no longer let that define you. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And you are not ugly in his eyes. To him you're beautiful. Because if you are in Christ, you are his. As a lot of y'all know, I got two boys. Well, they're 22 and 19 now, so I guess I shouldn't call them boys, but um, I do. They're my boys. And they don't have perfect hair, you know, or perfect physique or perfect teeth, which really stinks considering how much I paid for their braces. And they don't have six-pack abs, and they don't have, and they don't, and they aren't beautiful like Johnny Depp. But my boys are beautiful because they're mine. And that's what I'm here to tell you today. That nobody told me soon enough in my life. I'm here to tell you today that no matter who you are or who you aren't, what you've done or what you've not or not done, there is a God who loves you, who can't stop thinking about you, who all night long just thought of you the whole time. And if you could speak to Him face to face, even as we're talking today, He would say, "I can't get you out of my mind." If beauty's in the eye of the beholder, that's okay. 
Because the eye of the one and only beholder, the only one that really matters to him in his eyes, you are beautiful. And when a person realizes that, that beauty, beauty can take you to a whole new place. It can take you to a different place spiritually where you realize that the God of the universe can't stop thinking about you, that he can't get you off his mind, that, that you begin to see that you're beautiful because you're his. That can take you to a whole new place in your relationship with God. A place free from guilt and shame. A place free from the fear of am I doing enough? A place free from the anxiety of am I good enough? A place free from that nagging feeling. It can take you to a place that's free from self-hatred and free from self-loathing and free from self-medicating and self-injury and self-righteousness and self-absorption that, that, that you're beautiful to the God who, who loves you. It can take you to a whole new place, a place of security and confidence and peace and purpose and power and, and holiness and truth because you have a God-given, spirit-breathed, undeserved, grace-based relationship with the God who made you. I'll take you to a whole... Oh! That take you to a whole new place. If beauty is in the eye of the beholder and your one and only true beholder is your heavenly Father in Christ Jesus, it's a beautiful place. That the God, the beautiful God who made a beautiful world that became damaged and marred by the ugliness of sin. That, that beautiful God did not give up on his world because he loved that world because he loves the people of that world and he loves the people of that world so much that he sent his one and only beautiful son that whoever would believe in him who would come into personal relationship would not perish but have everlasting life in the name of the beautiful son of God. And in, in the name of Jesus I say to you today regardless of what you've done or what you've not done to the eye in the eyes of the only beholder that matters you are sacred your sin can be forgiven and you can be cleansed and to him you are beautiful and maybe that's why you're here today maybe that's why a message on beauty in church Maybe more than anything else, you needed to hear and know and believe and receive that you are beautiful to the God who made you, who loves you, who gave his only son up for you, who will always forgive you, never forsake you, and always seek to guide and direct and bless you because of him. In Jesus' name, let beauty take you to a whole new and beautiful place in your life. May you and may I be transported there through Jesus. Do you receive this message today? Pray with me. Lord, there's somebody who's self-injuring because they think they're unlovable and that life is always going to stink and so they cut themselves to 
relieve the pain. There's somebody who in this house today who drinks and drugs not because drinking and drugging is physically addictive but because it's how they escape. It's how they escape the pain. The pain of feeling unloved. The pain of feeling hopeless. In Jesus name you are not unloved. You are not hopeless. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder and your beholder can't stop thinking about you. Are you ready? Are you ready for the most beautiful thing you've ever heard and you will ever see? The most beautiful one who ever lived. He loved you so much he would rather die than live without you. So he did. And his love for you was so strong that not even death itself could hold him back. He loves you as you are and not as you should be because none of us are as we should be. Are we? I'm not. Communion time coming your way is the cup. It's really two in one cup. It's the, t- the top cup has got some, some juice in it and the bottom cup's got a piece of bread in it. As the tray is passed, take one of those two in one cups and, and hold on to it and pass the tray on. And then after it's all passed out, I'll come back out here and, uh, and we'll uh, receive him and celebrate him and remember him. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, make your, make your presence known in our hearts today. Let someone come to faith in you today. Let someone go to a new place in you today.